in the morning, my brothers and sisters in Christ. Welcome once again to St. Mark Bemidji's podcast, the podcast that stays crunchy, even in milk, overnight. You once again have come to a podcast that is dedicated to the vigilant study of God's true and redeeming word. All good podcasts operate on the concept of value for value. Ours is no exception. How it works is, we as podcasters give you content, free, upfront. No creepy advertising trackers, no fees, no personal information required, and no interrupting commercials. And in return, all that we ask is that you give value back in the form of your time, your talent, or your treasure. Except, we really have no interest in your treasure here. But, if this podcast has value to you, and if you're still listening, and especially if you listen consistently, it must... I'd ask you to give back a commensurate level of value in the form of your time and your talent to spreading the words of God that we ponder here. One of the easiest ways to do that is to just simply share this podcast with someone else that you think would also find it valuable. You can share it through your podcast app, you could text a link to them, or you could just be a caveman and actually write the address down on a piece of paper and give it to them. If you can't tell already, Old Man Winter has hit me with another cold, so I apologize for my voice. That being said, nothing can take away from the word. Listen to what's being said, and not to the voice it's said in. Our meditation for today is titled, What Only God Can Do. It was penned by Pastor Kirk, who has started to send me his meditations in written form instead of audio. So you're stuck with my voice for now. It's based upon a rather well-known miracle of Jesus, his first. Changing the water into wine, from John chapter 2, verses 1 through 11. May God bless our time together in the Word. On the third day, a wedding took place at Cana in Galilee. Jesus' mother was there, and Jesus and his disciples had also been invited to the wedding. When the wine was gone, Jesus' mother said to him, They have no more wine. Dear woman, why do you involve me? Jesus replied. My time has not yet come. His mother said to the servants, Do whatever he tells you. Nearby stood six stone water jars, the kind used by the Jews for ceremonial washing, each holding from twenty to thirty gallons. Jesus said to the servants, Fill the jars with water. So they filled them to the brim. Then he told them, Now draw some out and take it to the master of the banquet. They did so, and the master of the banquet tasted the water that had been turned into wine. He did not realize where it had come from, though the servants who had drawn the water knew. Then he called the bridegroom aside and said, Everyone brings out the choice wine first, and then the cheaper wine after the guests have had too much to drink. But you have saved the best till now. This, the first of his miraculous signs, Jesus performed in Cana of Galilee. He thus revealed his glory, and his disciples put their faith in him. Jesus. What is he all about? The redemption of all people from sin, death, and hell. What is he all about? He will go to the accursed tree to bleed, suffer, and die for the life of the world. Why? So that the devil who by a tree once overcame all people in Adam, might likewise by a tree, the accursed cross, be overcome by Jesus, God's incarnate Son, 
for us. Otherwise, we would have been lost forever. There was no other way to redeem and save you and me. Jesus does what no one else can do for you. Grace to you and peace from God the Father through our Lord Jesus Christ. Jesus is a Cana for the wedding. But what is it, really, that captures our attention? Turning water into wine. Jesus rescues the wedding, and hardly to us is our redemption from sin, death, and hell by Jesus' blood and righteousness. It is exactly too often that we are so captivated by the gift wrap and the ornate carton and the gift inside than the love and care and affection of the giver of the gift. The giver is hardly given a thought, let alone a second thought. It is the Father's good pleasure to give us the kingdom, and we focus on getting the kingdom, the kingdom and not on God the Father. God's good and gracious will for us. And we are set on the gifts and far less on the giver. What is God's good and gracious will for us? God's will is done when He breaks and hinders every evil plan and purpose of the devil, the world, and our sinful nature, which do not want us to hallow God's name or let His kingdom come. And when He strengthens and keeps us firm in His word and faith until we die, this is His good and gracious will. When He breaks and hinders, when He strengthens and keeps us, when He does for us what only God could do. But more often than not, we are turned in on ourselves, looking almost exclusively at the gift, to the neglect of the giver of the gift. The gift? God became a man. We call this the incarnation, the announcement to Mary, Christmas. He also humbled himself. We call this the humiliation. During his 33 years of humiliation, Jesus did not always fully use his divine powers. He hid his power under humility. In this way, he could take our place and live our lives for us. But he did not reveal his divine power. He showed the world who he was. He did exactly that at Cana of Galilee, at the wedding. The glory of God shines forth in Christ Jesus, showing himself to be God in the flesh, the true deity of Christ. Jesus is God, is essential. This is not some additional detail of the Christian faith. It is the very heart of it. If Christ is not true God, equal to the Father and Holy Spirit, then he cannot be and isn't our Savior from sin, death, and hell. If Christ is not true God, we are dead in our sins and without hope for eternal life. This is why the Church must at all times and at all places teach and confess this precious truth. Jesus is God for us, crucified and risen for us. Jesus Christ shines forth His true deity 
in doing what only God can do. This is a basic feature of all Jesus' miracles. He did what only God could do. That is how Jesus manifested his glory. He did what only God could do. He showed his glory in his miracles, doing what only God can do. Yes, Jesus was at the wedding. Yes, he did rescue the wedding. Yes, he, the eternal bridegroom of his bride, the church, all believers in him, showed his regard to redeem and save marriage and family. However, it is ever missed that such sanctifying of marriage is not in wine. Jesus did it. He did it by doing what only God could do. Jesus sanctifies marriage by giving up his life for his bride, the Holy Christian Church. He purchases her by his holy precious blood. He loves her, his church, with a perfect love. He holds nothing back. He does not think of his own best interests. He thinks of hers. So he does what only God can do. He suffers, bleeds, and dies for her on the accursed cross. As we sing, From heaven he came and sought her to be his holy bride. With his own blood he bought her, and for her life he died. The water to wine miracle? Jesus did miracles in order to teach us. This is why the Bible calls them signs. Signs signify things. The very first miracle Jesus did was changing the water into wine. As with all of the miracles, it was a sign signifying that Jesus is true God. He did what only God could do. But it was even greater. How does Jesus manifest his glory? As John ends today's reading. Flashy? Why did the disciples believe in him? The reason is found in the opening line, John 1, verse 1. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God, and without him was not anything made that was made. And the Word was made flesh and tabernacled among us. What was done, how it was done, was exactly what the entire Old Testament said. It is written that only God creates by word only. Jesus did what only God could do. And by Jesus, the eternal word of God made flesh, by his word alone, the water is made wine. Jesus replaces man's water for purification with his wine, a visual word, that he is the one who cleanses, who purifies. He replaces man's rules, which could never purify, cleanse, or save anyone, with himself, who will die for the sins of the world. And through faith in him, open to them to drink the precious new wine of the cup of salvation in his kingdom, which shall have no end. A cup you drink by God's love and mercy when you come to the altar and receive his body and blood in the sacrament of the altar. Jesus does for you what only God could do. And that 
is another manifestation of Jesus' glory for you at Cana and beyond. Because it is not the bread and wine of the supper, but Jesus' own word to which the bread and wine are attached. And Jesus' own word to which the water of holy baptism is attached, that you might be brought to faith and kept in true faith. Jesus did what only God could do. It is not a Cana that Jesus walked over to the six huge water jars and touched the water in each of them, being like a Naaman the leper, who expected the prophet to come out and stand and call upon the name of the Lord his God and wave his hand over the water jars. But only by Jesus' word. John takes you right there when he records Mother Mary's own comment. Do whatever he tells you. Tells you says, Jesus, the Word, and according to Jesus' Word, it is done. It is written that only God creates by Word only. Jesus did what only God could do. Coming together here in the divine service, we are renewed in our marriage relationship with our groom, Jesus. But we lack no wine, not now, not ever. We're gathered here, and Christ is present with us. We don't see Him, but He promises He is here. We hear His Word, and we receive His Supper, and because He freely gives us the forgiveness of sins here, this service is to you a foretaste of the marriage feast to come, the marriage feast of the Lamb in His kingdom, in eternity, when we are in the presence of Jesus in all of His glory. This is our great comfort. It is in His Word, preached and taught, Pastor's voice, God's Word, in the absolution delivered to us, in His body and blood to eat and drink for the forgiveness of our sins and the strengthening of our faith. Jesus does what only God can do. You don't see your glorious Savior with your eyes either, and there will be times that you'll really be wishing for a miracle to heal to set things right, to make things the way they used to be, to get you out of the situation you're in. We, like the steward of the feast, so very often fail to even realize that God has worked the miracle for us, from the cross to the gospel, to the sacraments, to us, and it is right before our eyes, and we fail to see it, because we're so wrapped up in ourselves. What we want, what we want to happen, how we have it all planned out within our own minds. And we end up praying to God, begging God to hear us, to work things out, to do this or that, that we completely fail to see and thank God for what He has done. Because we think God must act for us the way we think instead of trusting Lord Jesus to be who Jesus is, who did and does for you what only God can and did do. Repent. For Jesus' love is for you, and he has heard your prayer like Mary's at the wedding. His hour did come at the cross for you and me. And in his holy, precious blood, do you think that there's no wine? 
and that Jesus would forget and forsake you? That his arms suddenly became too short to save? That he could no longer do what only God can do? Blind, silly, untrusting us. We miss it. Where is it? We pray it every day, don't we? God certainly gives daily bread to everyone without our prayers, even to all evil people. But we pray in this petition that God would lead us to realize this and to receive our daily bread with thanksgiving. What is meant by daily bread? Daily bread includes everything that has to do with the support and needs of the body. He defends me against all danger and guards and protects me from all evil. All this he does only out of fatherly, divine goodness and mercy, without any merit or worthiness in me. For all this, it is my duty to thank and praise, serve and obey him. After the service today, you depart from this place, and the Lord goes with you. You'll go back to family life, school, work, whatever your callings entail. Some of the things you have to do will be frustrating and seem to border on futility as you beat your head against the wall. But you truly are a child of God, living a sanctified life, justified by God's grace through faith in your bloodily crucified Jesus. And as you deal with those around you, of course you become God's voice in God's hands to care for others too. The Lord used servants to fill the water jars at the wedding. He will use you too in service to others as well. Well, that's the lesson from the wedding at Cana, where Jesus performed his first sign and manifested his glory. The same Lord is with you, present to save, working to give you the miracle of eternal life. Fear not! There's plenty of good wine. Commit your way unto the Lord. Trust also in Him, and He shall bring it to pass. Your Jesus is God in the flesh for you. He is manifest for you in the Word and Sacrament. Clinging to Him, you confess and pray, My Lord and my God. He manifests His glory in the miraculous truth that for His sake, this God is your God. His name is Jesus. He has done all things well. He has done for you what only God can do. In Him, you are forgiven for all of your sins. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Ghost. Amen. I sincerely pray that today's meditation on God's Word has enriched you. Didn't get enough of God's Word? Are you missing out on that in-person fellowship? We hold divine services right here in Bemidji, Minnesota at 8 a.m. and 10.30 a.m. on Sunday mornings. Sunday school and adult Bible study is also offered between our Sunday services at 9.15 a.m. We also live stream our Sunday divine service at 8 a.m. You can ensure that you are notified when a stream is live or a new podcast is available by subscribing to our YouTube channel. It's easy to find by typing in St. Mark Bemidji in the search bar and clicking on the subscribe button. Want to listen to meditations the way I do every day? 
Subscribe to our podcast on Apple Podcasts or your favorite podcast app. Go to podcastindex.org and search for St. Mark Bemidji to find us. This is our fifth year producing this podcast, and there is a large archive of devotional material online available if you want to learn more about God and His Word. Visit www.stmarksbemidji.org or look in the show notes in this podcast for a link to this and many other meditations on God. If you have any questions or you would like more information about our church and its ministry, please visit our website, which is once again www.stmarksbemidji.org. May God bless the rest of your day.